0: Welcome to the One Program Podcast. My name is Kristen Edmiston, author of the One Book and creator of the One Program. This podcast creates a space for diving deep into topics surrounding all things business, leadership, and creativity. Hear from inspiring entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and innovative thinkers as we explore the power of one and overcome the overwhelm together. Well, welcome to The One Program, and today is an incredible day for me, and I cannot wait to share one of the most special humans I've ever met in my life with all of you. So today marks the very first time I'm going to have a guest on the podcast, and it only makes sense that the person sitting across the table from me today is none other than Logan Gray. Now, if you have been following along on the one book journey so far, you'll know that Logan is the graphic designer genius behind the one book. And there's so much more, and I know you're going to realize why Logan is such a gift to the rest of the world after hearing our interview today. So let's dive in and not waste another second. So Logan, let me tell you a little bit about Logan here. Logan is a graphic designer and creative strategist and coach who loves to help others build the business of their dreams. Isn't that the truth? They have been a designer and artist their whole life and have enjoyed a wide range of creative careers from photography to tattoo artist, writer to web designer, and a few more in between. And let me tell you, I know Logan's just getting started. They love to explore the intersections of art, creativity, relationships, and work. Their pronouns, pronouns are they, them, and they are a proud transmasculine human. And I am proud to say that Logan is also my friend. Mm-hmm. Welcome Logan.
1: Thank you so much. It's so exciting to be here today. Oh my gosh, like pinch me. <laughs>
0: like really, a year ago, I don't even think this was even close to being a vision.
1: No, no, not. No, at all. No. Yeah.
0: But we were also head down in a book and working through a lot of edits a year ago. So,
1: Yes, I was I was looking at the timeline the other day just like looking at all the months that we were working in. yet yeah, we were Right in the thick of it at this point a year ago.
0: Absolutely. And there is a beautiful story behind how we've met and the journey that's been you know, unfolding so far that Logan just recently shared in their blog post on their website. So be sure to check the show notes. We're going to be putting a link in there for all of you. Uh, and I'm not going to lie. I read it and I wept. I was sitting <laughs> on my couch. I opened it up and I think my jaw hit my chest and the tears started to flow And I was once again shown just how talented and magical Logan is in terms of making you feel something. Mm. And I think we have shared a lot of lessons together as we've grown together. And that's one of the biggest takeaways that I've gained from you, Logan, is the importance of listening to how you feel.
1: Mm-hmm. That's so great. Yes. Yes.
0: So, anyways, we've got we've got so much to talk about, and here on the podcast, you know, our intention is to cover all topics around business, leadership, and creativity but the space between those topics is rich with opportunity and i know we're going to have stories and probably some, you know, sideways jokes mm-hmm. and all kinds of laughter in the process too. Definitely. But i thought, you know, given this being our, our first discussion here together, i suspect there's going to be many more. Mhm. Um i thought we could talk a little bit about our journey in and yes. bringing the one book to life.
1: Yeah, it was such a good one. I'd love that.
0: Okay so i'm gonna just start us off by setting the stage for the circumstances that brought us together and then i want to hear in your own words what this journey has looked like too but it was i think last august so august 2021 Mm -hmm. and i was i had a timeline with getting this book to the publisher and had put in so much time money and energy already was excited and pumped and i thought okay we're getting close but there were just a few things right there were we needed some tweaks, and I just needed another set of eyes on this. And uh, a mutual friend of ours connected us. Bless her. Mm, <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Thank Rebecca you, Becca. and Lauren, yes. And, and Lauren, and yes. Yes, all of them. And I think they, they probably knew something before we did. Yeah. And I presented you the file, and I thought, oh, this is going to be pretty straightforward, right? And um, you took a closer look, and you were brutally honest, (laughs) but with the most kindness ever. Good.
1: I'm glad it it was kind. (laughs) And
0: it's exactly what I needed. Mm. And I certainly wasn't about to put out anything that was anything less than great. Yes. And you were honest with me. And your candor was such a gift.
1: Mm. I'm glad it felt that way. (laughs) (laughs) Because I know that wasn't easy for you to hear at that exact moment with the publisher deadline looming and I said, I think you need to start from scratch.
0: Yeah, you did. Ooh. Start from scratch. Those words were etched in my brain and I'm uh, processing as quickly as I could, what does that mean? And am I going to cry in front of this person that I've just <laughs> met? And uh, I think the biggest question for me was how, like what is the path forward from this? Mm. And the obvious answer was stop, right? Quit, throw it away. No, this is not meant to be. Um, and I had that fleeting moment where I thought, okay, this is the end of the road. Chalk it up to experience. That's fine. But there was this little spark inside of me that said, oh, no, you need to trust. And it was intuition. I know okay. now it was intuition. Mm-hmm. You need to trust. And I think it was just the the honesty and I could see a light in you. And I'm like, no, this was this was meant to be. And I went home, and I had a good chat with my husband. And I said, well, this is what it's going to mean. Like, if we're starting over, this is what it's going to mean. Here are the risks. But it's right. I know it's right. And, of course, David's supportive of everything I, I do. He's like, of course. Of course you have to. The best guy. All right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> in that department. And we said yes. hmm And I don't know. Did I surprise you when I came back with a yes?
1: You know, honestly, No. Um, I admired that you said yes, but I think in that first meeting, just feeling the energy between us, like feeling how excited we both got around the idea. And it was like I could see exactly how to do everything already. Like to me, yes, the timeline was a problem, but I was like creating this is not a problem. Like I feel like I'm the exact person right person for this job like there could not be a more perfect person I was doing this for fun when you contacted Mm -hmm. me just like (laughs) to pass the time so it was like this is meant to be so I feel like this is supposed to happen so it didn't surprise me in that sense but definitely the ability to like take the hit and keep going was a big part of what has helped me admire so much of how you approach your work.
0: Well, thank you <laughs> for that, and um, I think a lot of people can relate. You know, mm. you come up against a roadblock, and you're you're faced with that fork in the road, mm-hmm. and you make a decision. And here's the thing, friends: if if ever you're in that position, remember this. If nothing else, remember this: the the pain of what if will be far greater than any failure mm. that's on your path. Mm-hmm. That pain of what if, and I wasn't about to go there. Yeah. And so, yeah, we got to work. Yes. <laughs> we got to work. And it was, I mean, gosh, it was so much more than, of course, what I envisioned it was going to be. I thought, oh, well, we're talking about some edits, getting the file cleaned up. Um, but no, you, through our conversations and through our exploration of the concepts and you asking me a million questions, as you do yeah. so beautifully, You made me realize that there was more to this, Mm, so much more to this. And I think there was a point, there was a a day where we were having a team meeting and I said, you know, well, I've got lots of these little Kristenisms. I actually get teased about this all the time. Um, And you said, well, you need to write those down. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Those need to be in the book. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, why? Like, it's a tool. (laughs) It's a tool, right? It's a tool. It's a method. It's a way of being. Why would you want little snippets of Kristen's brain in there? And I started playing with it, right, and got creative with it. And suddenly it was like, oh, that's what it's meant to Mm be. And it took it in an entirely different direction.
1: Yeah, and I think that's, like, some of the biggest value of the book. And I what I consider the best, you know, part that I added was just space for you to pour all your wisdom. To just, like, make that space on every page because as much as all of the – design is really good and thoughtful and everything. Really what the book helps you do is like not feel alone on the journey and having your words there, which are like relentlessly positive, relentlessly encouraging and inspiring. Like you never feel alone in the book. And I think that's one of the biggest values of it.
0: Oh my gosh. Wow. It is so interesting hearing other people talk about it because I I see it through a different lens. Mm -hmm. And I, it just warms my heart to hear that because I know the entrepreneurial journey firsthand, mm-hmm. but I also work with and strategize with and coach business owners and, and entrepreneurs. And I hear it again and again and again that the journey can be very lonely. Definitely. Especially if you're doing it like solopreneur style.
1: Definitely. Yeah.
0: yes. So I don't know if that was an intention in there, but if that is one of the outcomes, then again, just another reason to be grateful Mm. that you had the intuition, knowledge, uh, and insight to create that space.
1: Mm. And,
0: I mean, yeah, we just had a a vibrational level that just made it easy.
1: Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
0: So cool. So, as they say, the rest is history. Obviously, the book was completely redone. (laughs) We made publisher deadlines.
1: We pushed them back a little bit, okay, but we made, there. We, made <laughs> we made it. We made it. I mean, the ultimate
0: goal, friends, was to get this out before <laughs> the end of the calendar year because there was a planner element to the book, right? Yeah. So, from a marketing standpoint, you know, y- you release a, a planner in February, meh.
1: You know, you release
0: it in November, December, much better results. Yeah. Uh, and so, there were a lot of crossed fingers, toes, and eyeballs yep. making sure that we got this done. Uh, in time and with the help of our incredible team mm. we did
1: Definitely,
0: we did and so here we are uh, coming up on nine months we will be a year in I think officially November ish mm. when it was published wow. and we're just getting started yeah So, all right let's dive into a couple questions here absolutely I would love to hear from your perspective you know what was it about the project that felt good and right for
1: you. Mm. I mean, I think in that first meeting, we had such a great resonance, like we could just feel so excited about the same things, like about the power of creativity, like I've lived my whole life, pardon me, uh, studying creativity, exploring it. It's just like what fills me up with joy. and, And we both had that. And then we both had that love of, like, small business entrepreneurs and and just the joy of seeing those people succeed with businesses that really fill them up and fill their purpose and, and just make their lives better. And so the coming together of those two really core kind of loves of ours, it, you know, it was so much less about the book as much as I love designing worksheets. <laughs> Um, and PDFs and, and that kind of thing. It was it was that deeper stuff that I could just feel like no matter what we were making, like working together was just gonna be so expansive and exciting. So it was just like, whatever you want to do, I'm on board. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, and I you know that's the magic of uh, a collaboration when you know mm. what's right. I mean, you know for me, I felt it was, expansive mm-hmm. right one of us would throw an idea on the table and it was yes and
1: yes every time yes
0: and, and that's I think the essence of creativity mm. it's that openness yes. to what could be mm-hmm. to shape-shifting what always has been but mm-hmm. to have a partner mm-hmm. like it's hard to find that on a project yes that shares that openness yes
1: definitely and that that flexibility you know like I think we were both very flexible there was never any sort of like oh we can't do that because that's going to create more work Mm -hmm. there was always a commitment to making it as good as it could be I think we both had that shared level of like when we do something we do it all the way we commit deeply to making it as best as it can be and we both weren't afraid of what that would look like and just like were able to also match up on that level. And I think that was really important too. Agreed. Mm -hmm.
0: And I mean, it was, in hindsight now I can see it, I was, it was a foreign feeling for me. You know, Mm. I've never had someone that believed in something I was working on as much as I did, Mm -hmm. right? Because typically when you enter into an agreement like this, it's like, okay, here's the work, here's what we're gonna complete together, Here's what the compensation's going to be, and you move on, right? right. It becomes something that you've created together, and that's great. But I felt seen. Mm. I felt validated. I felt like, oh, this maybe is something because Logan sees something in it, too. Maybe it isn't just all in my head. Right. And you pushed me. Because of that, I think Mm. you gave me the resiliency I needed to push on. That's so
1: wonderful. I, I'm remembering now when I sent you my like proposal for the project and I had the, the bullet points of what I would be doing, one of them was just to deeply care about it. Mm-hmm. And I think that just came so easily to just see. I could see instantly what you were trying to do and why it was important and how it hadn't been done before. And I was just like, yes, this needs to be made. And I'm there no matter what to make sure it happens.
0: Who does that? I can't be the only one that's a little (laughs) little surprised by that. Who puts that in an agreement of statement of work to deeply care? Who does that? And you know what? Why don't we?
1: Mm -hmm. I think that's a really important part in terms of will this work transcend, you know, what any one person can do on their own is it's that like the collaboration really. When both people care, Mm -hmm. it's a whole different level that is surprising and magical.
0: It is. And I think it comes down to, like, seeing the human in front of you
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and appreciating their full value. Not just the value of the work that they're doing with you, but the value of who they are, who they've become, who their people are. Yes. You know, we've had the pleasure of getting to know our partners. Mm -hmm. And I can see... Um, all the love that you have for your beautiful partner mm-hmm. show up in your work. Yes. I see it in your eyes. And yes. you, I think you see the same thing with my husband, too.
1: Absolutely, yeah. And so
0: we show up as whole human beings.
1: hmm Yeah, and that's such a beautiful place to work from. I think that that's increasingly where I'm trying to work from at all times. And, and it's not always easy because you're holding a lot more in mind with every decision. But when it comes from the heart, you know, it just... It feels like once you tap into it, you can't do it any other way.
0: Mm-hmm. That's true, right? Mm-hmm. You can't go back
1: yeah. and not be <laughs> unseen or unfelt. Yeah, yes,
0: for sure. And uh, again, in so many re- ways, you've you've definitely changed me and shifted me and validated some of those things that I kind of felt in there. Mm. But now I feel like I'm, you know, I need to just showcase it and show up with it every every step of the way. All right, next question. What was your favorite part about the creative journey with this book coming to life?
1: That is, that is so hard because there have been so many moments that I feel like have been dreams come true. Like I never thought that I'd actually be able to walk into chapters, go to the shelf and be like, point it to my kids <laughs> and be like, look, my name is in this book <laughs> on the shelf. I designed this book. But, but honestly, those things, when I think about what the best part was, Those feel like surface level things. Mm -hmm. And the deepest one is all of the people that I've been able to meet and work with on this project. So like obviously you because that's working with you has been transformative in countless ways. But like every person who has had anything to do with this book from everyone here at the Creative Hive, you know, the marketing team, just like I can't even think of them all right now because there are so many and each and every one has impacted me in such a positive way that it's just like the team around this book is filled with incredible humans. And getting to meet them and work with them and connect with them is by far my favorite part.
0: Oh, I agree. <laughs> I mean, I agree. I, I love these people so, so much. And I feel so incredibly lucky to, like, I pinch me every day. I'm like, wow, how did this come to be? How did I get so lucky? But I think there might be a theme here. Mm. And it's going to come up again and again and again. I think it might be creativity. Mm. I think creativity is a conduit for, for like-minded and like-hearted people to bond. Mm. Right? Because I believe creativity can help us heal. Mm-hmm. I think it can help us discover ourselves. Mm-hmm. I think it can help us find our excellence potential, which is all over the pages of the book, as mm. you know. But I think it might also be a connection point
1: right Mm because that's a common thread with Mm -hmm. all the people that
0: you're talking about there is this love for and this passion for creativity Mm -hmm. right could it be that you know that's maybe a conduit for coming together and creating connections
1: I think you're absolutely right I think creativity is an energy that draws people towards us and when we're really you know open to it and tapped into it and exploring it with other people that energy you know draws us all in and and we share parts of ourself and parts of ourselves come out around those people because we've all opened up to this creativity and that creates connections and bonds that Mm -hmm. you know you don't get unless you're open Mm -hmm. and creativity requires us to be open
0: and vulnerable Mm -hmm. right yeah and as a creative one creative to another we know that we need to create that safety for each other Mm -hmm. because we know what it feels like to be vulnerable yeah Um, And, you know, the other thing I find with creativity and creatives, working with creatives, there's no competition. Mm -hmm. Right? There's often no right or wrong. Mm -hmm. And there's no competition. Mm -hmm. And that just breeds a relationship where there is collaboration very organically and authentically. And this natural network, this web of support that comes and surrounds you. Yeah. So, you know, friends, if you struggle with anything around competition or feeling inadequate in your circles or... You know, like you're, you're in a race, you're mm-hmm. in a rat race, whatever that feels like. Bring some creativity into your circle. Mm-hmm. Meet someone who is creative. Go, you know, learn about different creative endeavors. It doesn't have to be just art. Mm-hmm. There's creative writing. There's creative cooking. There's all the things, yeah. right? But if you don't have creative friends in your life, <laughs> go. <laughs> To-do list, task one, get creative friends. Definitely.
1: Definitely. It is it is inspiring and supportive and loving and mm-hmm. just all the best things.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, uh, on that note, I have to go back to, like, tattoo. I'm looking at you. I'm like, we have to talk a little bit about tattoo. Okay. This is a total squirrel. <laughs> but all those different categories of creatives out there, yeah. right? And you've got a long list on your resume of creative endeavors. Yeah. Can you just tell me a little bit about how you've gone from where you started to tattoo and the special kind of tattooing that you do. Okay.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's funny. I, so at the start of the pandemic, um, the quick version of the story is that I had a tattoo appointment booked and the week that everything shut down, I couldn't go because everything had shut down and I was disappointed because anyone who has tattoos, know you kind of get an itch for them. And then, all of a sudden I couldn't do it. And my wife was like, well, I think we have some like ink somewhere and some sewing needles. Like, why don't you do a hand And I was like, absolutely not. That's a terrible idea. (laughs) But something about it got stuck in my brain and I did what I do, which is I obsessively research when I, when I get really interested in something and passionate, I just love to dive deep. So I found like a Reddit forum all about hand poke and all of these people who now had nothing else to do were now learning how to hand poke. So I studied and studied and got all the stuff and my wife was very trusting and let me do my first tattoo on her and it was very awful (laughs) and it was not not pretty. Um, And yet from that, I, I was just determined to never make any of those mistakes again and went and did more research and got more stuff and, from there it just kind of grew and i started doing more for her and more for myself and there's this this power that you get to feel when you can give yourself a tattoo Mm -hmm. when you can say like i really want this symbol on myself for this important reason and i don't need to wait for anyone else i can just do it for myself and change the way i look forever completely by my own hand it is it is a powerful feeling and definitely one that carried me for a long time and then I would show pictures and people would be like, wow, I want one too. So I just kind of followed that thr- that path for a little while. Um, and I even had like a little studio and stuff. But I, I realized the lifestyle of being a professional tattoo artist wasn't quite the right fit for me. I don't, I like to be at home. I like to have a lot of flexibility in my schedule. And tattooing, you have to be at appointments and you have to have lots of appointments to make it work. I also realized I really like building brands more than mm-hmm. like running the business mm-hmm. a lot of the time. Um, so my studio looked great and I had great branding, but you know. <laughs> and now it's it's this really beautiful um, skill that I have. I just recently visited my parents in uh, PEI, and my mom asked me to bring my stuff and had her first tattoo what? of all time on on her kitchen table and uh it was so easy for me she wanted a humpback whale and i was just really easily able to draw it and do this really beautiful humpback whale that she has since named bertha (laughs) and (laughs) she just was lit up and like walking differently like the next day and just like tattoos can just transform you and having that skill now, even though it's no longer something I do, like as a profession, it's more like when the time is right with a loved one, mm-hmm. I can create something for them and give them that piece that makes them feel special their whole life. So oh I think that's just a fun thing with creativity. And one thing that I'm learning is that for so many of us, the pursuit of a new skill is the joy, mm-hmm. you know, it does. and learning that it doesn't need to be a profession Or you can do it for a short while and then you can walk away when it doesn't feel like it's the right thing anymore. And it's still so valuable because I learned so much in that I have this skill now where I can just give anyone a tattoo, including my mom at her kitchen table. (laughs) And that's just so many stories are going to come from my life from learning that. So I'm covered in my own tattoos and and it was a fun little journey. Oh
0: my God, just a little journey. (laughs) So very few people just pick up this kind of a skill. Um, again, yet another reason why I just think you have, you have so many gifts to offer the world. But this is, in a way, a pandemic story. Yeah. Right?
1: I think so many creatives probably have something, mm-hmm. too. I mean, like, I did the bread baking thing, too. Like, <laughs> we were all getting creative because creativity was how you could still feel alive, yeah. you know, in a time where you felt pretty terrified and pretty closed off. Creativity is an uh, internal mm-hmm. experience of life energy, and it, no, it doesn't matter what you connect to. Connect to anything, but just give yourself to it for a little while and see what happens. And it's going to take you somewhere cool. And while you're doing it, you you feel it. You feel that like connected nature. And and I think that yeah, there are a lot of people who became hand poke tattoo artists <laughs> during the pandemic and I, I made one video about it and I still get comments all the time asking me to make more because people just want to learn hand poking so oh my gosh okay <laughs> there goes another link we're putting it in there <laughs> yeah because I, we have
0: to share that as one video well. about it yeah <laughs> yeah no that's amazing um and so you know it seems like a bit of a like a sidebar yeah. to all the big things going on in life mm-hmm. but it's not and i think that's the richness of our lives are those little quote little things that add up and um, build upon one another yep. and i i think of it as ripples right you know we've mm-hmm. talked a lot about ripples mm-hmm. and all it takes is one right. right pulling it back to the one theory and origins of why we're even here today and that's my philosophy that it just takes one yep and there's power in one and the antidote to the overwhelm is simplification, down to one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you had one idea, yeah. And you ran with it, and look at the ripples. And yep. it's not only with with your wife and mm-hmm. with you building up a new skill and the other people that you've been able to bring a design to life on their skin, but your mom. Yes. You know the connection with your mom. The yes. time that you know you spent together in that moment. Mm-hmm. That'll forever be a permanent memory. Yeah. Ripples, yeah, right. So that one little thing of, oh, dang, I can't get my tattoo today,
1: <laughs> right? You took it, you
0: just did something with it. You did yeah. one thing with it, and you got curious, yeah. and that's that's the power of one. Yeah. Such a great example.
1: Yeah. And I'm sure I've helped at least one person not have some infected tattoo mm-hmm. on them because <laughs> I care a lot about the safety of, of the course. tattooing. And that was what my video was all about. So Good. if I only did one video, at least it was to make sure people do it safely. Do it safely. Do it safely, yeah. please. <laughs> yeah.
0: Not something to just pick up and try with, no. a, with, a, with a pen. Absolutely and, uh, not. No. No. <laughs> 100%. Absolutely. Um, okay. Let's talk a little bit more about this book because... Mm. You are probably the most familiar with this book and its pages. Yes. Above all else, above me, anyone else in this whole world, you Definitely. know this book. Is there a favorite page or section? I'm so curious about this.
1: I, and, like, I mean, that's like if someone were to ask me my favorite movie, I mm. would just, like, shut down because I'm just like, <laughs> well, what day is it today? How do I feel today? Um, so favorite, favorite page, favorite section. I mean, like. One thing that was so fun about this book was that I got to like the research for this book was me going to chapters, sitting on the floor in the planner section, taking every single planner off the shelves and going through them one by one and saying, what do I like? What do I not like? What would I do differently? And being able to actually make the book, you gave me so much freedom on the design side. I got to just make this book that had all of these little like deep Elements that, for me, mattered so much that many people might not ever notice. And I think like creating the um, the legend mm-hmm. and the symbols, and having those symbols on every page, and there being this like deep structure behind everything that you and I poured a lot of intention into. I poured a lot of hours into the design, like creating that underlying structure that some people may never, ever, ever notice, mm-hmm. but they'll feel it. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what I really like about the book, is that there's a lot of depth that you and I put in, I put in with the design, like, like there are dots lined up to lines that no one else might notice except designers who will notice if a dot is not lined up to a line. And I spent many hours making sure things were lined up, not because the user would necessarily notice it, but because they would feel it. Right. They would feel whether there was order whether there was structure, whether things were like felt good and clear versus kind of sloppy and Mm -hmm. unstable. And I think when you're putting such big things into this book, your dreams, your fears, your plans, your goals, like everything needs to respect what's going in there. So I think the symbols and the design are kind of what my heart loves about it. And then from a fun side, I really like the coloring pages mm-hmm. and seeing how people have interpreted those in ways that I would never have interpreted them. Mm-hmm. And for me it was just hours and hours and hours of playing with patterns and shapes and like obsessing over those. But getting to see it come to life in unimaginably creative ways has been one of the funnest things about the design for me.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. Right? And I mean you, you give thousands of humans an opportunity to, to make something their own and they will, mm-hmm. you know, they absolutely will. And, you know, all that intention that you put into the design, and I think you're right, graphic designers who look at the book will be like, oh, ho, 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 I know how much work went into this. Mm. The rest of us, we just have a feeling. Yep. And as you know, the one of the main things behind having a one book and completing a book every single year is to capture your legacy. hmm you know, we we go through life so fast. Yes. And it's always on to the next.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And we forget things even if they they're somewhat inconsequential in the moment. We forget about them and we don't always stop and reflect on the cumulative value of our lives. Yes. And you know, and in this podcast I'm going to get incredibly real about the importance of time mm. and how that ties to our own mortality because mm-hmm. I've got some very strong beliefs around that. Yeah. But, you know, I've lost most of my family, as Mm -hmm. you know. And some of my greatest treasures are, you know, my dad's memoirs. Right. And his words describing what his life was like and his experience in immigrating and um, his handwriting. Mm. Priceless.
1: Absolutely. Priceless. Yes.
0: And I want this book to be that Mm -hmm. for anyone who picks it up, commits to doing it for an entire year. I want them to be proud of it. Yes. And I want those pages to honor... They're incredibly beautiful stories. Mm-hmm. So it had to be that thoughtful. It mm-hmm. had to be that deliberate to truly honor the value of each and every one of our stories. Exactly. Yes. You know, and, you know, that really hit home for me when I was uh, driving with my son. As mm-hmm. you know, Ethan is 19 now. And we were dropping off some books to a few of the stores here in the area that are, are selling them in store. And so he was coming with me to help with his big muscles to carry the <laughs> books. And we got to talking about it, and uh, as all great conversations with teenagers happen, it was in the car. Mm. And um, he asked me, he said, so, Mom, like, who's going to get your books? Mm. And it hadn't even occurred to me, right? I mean, my book goes with me everywhere, and he sees that. And I said, well, I guess it'll be you. (laughs) He's like, well, good. (laughs) And he said, it's going to mean a lot to me. And he started just opening up a little bit about how special that is to him i like to hear a 19-year-old talk about that. Yeah.
1: Um, That's making me emotional. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, for sure.
0: And, you know, it stopped me mm-hmm. because as much as I want this book to be honoring and valuing everybody else's stories, it didn't really occur to me that mine was equally special.
1: Mm.
0: And, of course, it is, but mm-hmm. I, I hadn't really thought of it through my son's eyes.
1: That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. You know,
0: so I encourage people out there to think about that. What do you want to leave behind for your kids? Mm. You know, what do you want those stories to look like? And it could be a journal entry of one, one line. Yep. You know, saw Top Gun for the third time tonight <laughs> with my family and Ethan threw popcorn at me halfway through the movie. You know, yeah. it's so precious mm-hmm. in the future, Absolutely. in hindsight. Yes. And so it is so much more than just a book. It is, mm. and you've made it, you've enabled that with this incredible, clean, easy-to-use, safe graphic design.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I think I, I made the space, mm-hmm. and then people fill it with their own magic, and that's mm-hmm. kind of the really cool thing about it. Right? Yeah, yeah.
0: I totally agree. Um, so creativity, I know it's going to be a big theme for us. There's so many different angles we could take in terms of how it's shaped you, mm. how it's shaped me, But is there any, is there any lesson that's really stood out for you through creativity or a portion of your life where it had its greatest impact?
1: Right. And that, you know, it's funny, creativity, I think, has been, when I look back, it's the theme of my entire life. You know, I've always been in art classes and music classes. You know, that's what I loved most about high school. I was a creative entrepreneur since like, that's the only job I've ever had my whole life. I have never, I lasted two days in an office and I got violently sick and had to go home and never went back. It was my mom's (laughs) office. (laughs) That was not for me. Um, My body was like, nope, no, thank you. We are not going to do this. Mm -hmm. Um, But when I think on the the biggest impact and, and this is where creativity for me is like the deepest thing in life. It's not... It's not, you know, photography or graphic design. It's, it's the energy, the life energy that we open up to and then harness in the direction of what we want to become. And so I see creativity, the biggest impact it's had on me, is in my ability within the last few years to become the person that I dreamed of becoming. So, you know, I see... Life is is a lot like we play our roles, right? Just like a movie. A, a scriptwriter writes a character, and the character has all of these things about it, and then the actor steps into that role and brings life to that role. And I see our real life is very much the same. And when we're born, we get a certain role, whether we're it's a gender role for me or a, a role that you're given from your culture family expectations, world expectations, like expectations are these these boundaries of the role that you're supposed to play and they come from all sides. So when I was born, I was given the role of girl, woman, all of these things and I tried really hard to be that role. I was, you know, back home just recently looking at childhood photos and all through my childhood I I looked like a little boy. Like there I was playing the role I felt was right for me. Mm -hmm. And I was at odds with the world around me. And I could remember the discomfort as a kid going into the women's bathroom and people being like, why is a boy in here? And, And so I decided that I should play the role I was given. And I grew my hair long, I dated boys, married a boy, all these things. And then it was just like, it eventually became so uncomfortable to play that role, but how do you get out of something that is one of the biggest, biggest like boxes you can be put in in your entire life? The way you get out is through creativity. Mm -hmm. And that is like the biggest gift I've had my whole life is this creative ability to envision something and then make it real. And I've done that for all of my careers. I've decided, oh, I could be a tattoo artist. Like a year later, I am one, right? The hardest one and the biggest one was I said, "Mm, no, woman isn't right for me. So I had the inspiration that creativity comes from. When you see something, I saw all of these people living this life of being a masculine person, even if that wasn't the role they were given. And then I had the belief from the people around me, you need that community Mm -hmm. believing in you that you can actually make this thing real. And then I just was able to keep tapping into that creative energy and just making changes clothes hair name all of these things that's just creativity Mm -hmm. it's just creating a new role and then choosing to step into it every day and people can do that whether it's your career whether it's like your lifestyle whether it's your gender like you can change your name Mm -hmm. you can just change your name and yet for so long i thought that was completely impossible Mm -hmm. and now on the other side i'm like of course you can do that
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and so you know creativity it has so many layers and when I see it more and more as just the energy that you harness to create something whether whatever it is but it's a dream of yours that hits me so deep and and it continues to take my life in directions I never actually thought were possible but have been in my mind for my whole life and I've just it's just opening up to possibility and then making it real
0: Oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> I I think that's going to resonate with a lot of people who are struggling with how, right? That mm-hmm. how do I come out of this box, whatever mm-hmm. that identity is? And
1: there's so many boxes there we're put so in.
0: Many boxes. We didn't ask to be put in them. No. No. But we end up there for whatever reason. Yeah. And that feeling of stuck. Right, mm. so many people every one of us can relate to the stuck yep. and we don't always know how to get out yeah. and you've inspired me the word that keeps just floating into my brain right now is hope hope, hope, uh, hope, hope Hope.
1: Mm.
0: there's a way where there's a will there's a way Yes. and you have just given us a path you've given us an answer to the question how
1: mm.
0: and that answer is creativity yes
1: I just, I just got like chills. Oh my gosh. Yeah, because that's, creativity is so much deeper than I think we, we see it as, and yet we can feel it. You can feel that it's true.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And it's just when we open up our minds to what could it look like, then we let possibilities in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I have all sorts of sticky notes around my office that says like, what more is possible? Mm -hmm. You know, like allow more to be possible Mm -hmm. and then once you actually open to it life brings you Mm -hmm. the tools and the people and the bravery and all those things that you need
0: so true the
1: first step is opening up
0: well that's that's the first step to an abundance mindset Mm -hmm. right is Mm -hmm. being willing to receive but you can't hold on to the negative i can't it won't um it's impossible i'm hopeless you can't hold that and still have space to grasp onto something new. Yeah. You have to let go of that and be open and be vulnerable. And I think with creativity, it gives you that permission.
1: Yeah,
0: um, And that did translate into the book. I mean, I think there's a one of the creative exercises or one of the notes pages in there says, hey, try writing your notes upside down today. <laughs> <laughs> right? So like, friends, that's creativity. Yeah, It is. It's giving yourself permission to break out of that box, break out of that mold, do something differently. And if you say, I mean, how many times have I heard, I don't have a creative bone in my body? Of course you do. Yes. If you can taste flavors of spices and come up with, you know, oh, that needs a little bit more salt. Or what if I put some chili flakes in this? You are creative. So if you're human, you're creative. Mm -hmm. But giving ourselves that permission and then also the reason why. Why would I engage in any form of creativity? Mm. If it's a path to freedom and self-discovery and healing, oh, my gosh, there's your reason why.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. Um, and all you need is a blank piece of paper Yeah. to start.
1: Yeah. Imagine the person that your nine-year-old self would have dreamed of. Mm-hmm. And it's not about career. We think about that. We mm-hmm. think about what's the career. You know, kids. kids don't really understand the feelings of work, but all the other parts of your dreamer self, you know, if you write those on a piece of paper, that one act, takes you so much further than you realize mm-hmm. because you've given yourself permission to open up to that dream and I think creativity it, it's empowering mm-hmm. that's the thing is that like we're always creating and playing roles in life every single day we are playing these roles out and you can passively play the role mm-hmm. that you were handed and that you get keep getting handed or you can actively choose whether or not that feels good for you and and It all comes down. You know, I'm always talking about Mm -hmm. feelings. It's just, does this role that you're playing right now feel good for you? And -hmm. if the answer in any way is no, you know, imagine what you would like to be different and allow that possibility of change to be real.
0: Wow. Absolutely. So powerful. Thank you so much for sharing that, Logan. Thank you. I just know you want to talk ripples. I just know that that's going to reach a lot of people that need it to hear. Mm -hmm. I hope so. Yeah, absolutely. Alright, so I've got a few rapid fire fire. questions for you and I want to ask all of my guests these questions. Fantastic. Uh, So they're super snappy and short, but there's a lot of meaning to them too. I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm so ready. Okay, good. What does the overwhelm look like to you?
1: And I'm gonna go back to feelings because I, I, I know how it feels. Mm-hmm. And for me, the overwhelm feels like like I go into that fight, flight or freeze. Like my body responds, I get that nervous system activation, and I am either going to, you know, like panic and try to just overdo to take care of everything and just spin myself out or I'm going to, uh, freeze and just crumble. That's the one that happens to me the most. I just like huddle up in bed and I'm just like, I cannot handle this. So Mm I've just frozen in fear or I run away. And I I do that when I get really overwhelmed and I just shut out the whole world. And so it's just like all this chaotic energy spinning around. That's just too much. And my body goes, nope, Mm -hmm. (laughs) this is not the right place to be. We're going to just have to fight this in some way. And I just know that that's, that's not where great stuff mm-hmm. gets made from, yeah. you know? I, know? I know what it feels like to be like kind of nervous but excited to work, and that's a totally different place. And mm-hmm. so the overwhelm is just spinning, chaotic, mm-hmm. like, ah.
0: Yeah, I, we can, as you're saying those <laughs> words, I'm like, that's how I feel. I'm feeling it, it right up. now. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> I, I, I think a lot of people are going to be nodding their heads. Yeah, so I'm like, sorry
1: yep. for making everyone feel that. <laughs> <laughs> no, because the next question
0: is, what is the one thing mm. that you do to prevent it or overcome it?
1: Well, right now I'm breathing. Yeah. And that is, that has, I mean, I talk about breath work all the time. Um, I think at the beginning of the panic, pa- panic, panic pandemic That <laughs> was a Freudian <laughs> slip. <laughs> that is perfect. Um, I was feeling overwhelmed on a level I never had, and I got into breath work, um, which I can also put a link in the mm-hmm. show notes for that because that has been life-changing among many things. So breathing, but lately, going for a walk, mm-hmm. I just moved to a new place that has a pond, which was the big motivator for me to choose this place, and now I just go for a walk, and I let all of that nervous overwhelmed energy go into the earth Mm -hmm. that repetitive motion is something that can be super soothing for the nervous system and i think one thing that i've learned is that feeling of overwhelm doesn't mean that anything on the outside is necessarily wrong Hmm. it's that something in our body is telling us that we're in danger Hmm. and in that place we don't think clearly, we don't think creatively, we don't like think from a grounded, you know, honoring our values in our center. Like we cannot do those things when we are activated and the overwhelm is activating. And a walk, movement, slow, calm, breathing, fresh air, connection with nature, all of those soothe your nervous system. And then you realize, oh, it's not actually so bad. Mm -hmm. Oh, these things that feel impossible, could actually take me only five minutes Mm -hmm. it's the fear it's the anxiety that makes it seem insurmountable Mm -hmm. so I go for walks now
0: I love that and we'll definitely dive into the breath work Mm. concept more yes this is something that you've shared a little bit with me about and breath has I think saved me Mm. in my most Mm -hmm. overwhelming life circumstances too so I love that you put that little seed it's always in there I always talk about love it next question what does gratitude mean to you
1: mmm that's a good one I've got a I've got a good answer mm-hmm. for that because I think I've been exploring it deeper and deeper especially as we work together um, so what comes up for me is that gratitude is the energy we are in when we are present fully present with the blessings in our life mm-hmm. so it's it's an energy energy that we get to experience that's the way I've been feeling it lately and it's when I'm like connected to the present moment and feeling everything around me whether that's like you know the grass on my lawn that I get to sit on or the breath in my lungs or the people that I can feel their connection just in my life um and in that place, in that energy, in that feeling of connectedness, of gratitude, that's where so much of the magic comes from. And it's, it's not always like conscious ideas, but it's just more an energy that starts to bring great things towards us. And I think it's in that place that we get to feel love, like the deep, deep, deep idea of love is, I think, so intrinsically connected to gratitude. Um, so, you know, you and I talk about gratitude lists, like we've designed them together, you know, like that stuff's important. And I think those are the practices mm-hmm. that help me get to that state, but writing something down, I've, I've realized that's not gratitude. Mm-hmm. That's just the tool that helps me find that place.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that. And we we talk about that in the book too, mm-hmm. you know, it's almost a, a crime to just think about what you're grateful for and even mm-hmm. just write it down. What are you going to do with it?
1: Mm, Yes.
0: You need to fully, I believe, fully embrace and engage with whatever that is.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You need to speak it. Mm -hmm. You need to share it. You need to go make something with it. Yeah. You need to shed a tear, maybe. (laughs) That one I do Yeah, me too, all the time, right? (laughs) I know, my eyeballs are (laughs) sweaty today from (laughs) gratitude, let me tell you. Um, Yeah, I I, I totally get that. I love it. And uh, last but not least. What's one thing? I know you got a long list, but what's Such one a thing that you're grateful for
1: today? And today, it's that I got to... Oh, man. You get me. <laughs> <laughs> Every time, Logan. <laughs> yeah, damn it. I got to take my kids to school on the first day of school. And, you know, we had this podcast, and I got to say, hey, this is important to me. Can we, like, reschedule or, like, not reschedule, but just make sure... That I could do that thing that was so important. Thank you. Of (laughs) course. I'm
0: prepared. I got the tissue.
1: And you know, I've been struggling a lot with like ideas of success and you know, shouldn't I be further by now? All this stuff lately. But I've been reading a lot and learning from all these memoirs of all these successful people that getting to be with your kids when they're young, Mm -hmm. like nothing beats that. So Having the flexibility in my work and the understanding of the people I work with and the relationship with my co parents that I have, because the kids are with them right now, but we all were like, showed up together. So much gratitude around that one act today.
0: Oh my gosh, and how incredibly special. And the parents, I think all the parents listening right now, their hearts have just kind of burst a little (laughs) bit. They're like, oh, me too. (laughs) Me too. Very,
1: very, very special. And after COVID, like Mm -hmm. so special to get to do that. So that's the big one today.
0: I'm so glad that you had that experience. Mm -hmm. Um, Thank um, you. Thank you for taking some time today mm. on thankful Thursday
1: thankful Thursday yeah, right? perfect day for this
0: perfect day for this we'll, we'll get to that another day but yeah, Logan has themes for all the days of the week <laughs> <so>. <laughs> I love thankful Thursdays mm. and I'm thankful for you so thanks so mm. much for your time and your energy and your candor today And I can't wait to have another conversation like this one soon
1: oh likewise thank you for great questions deep questions making space for me to go deep because you know I'm always going to do that and (laughs) getting me to cry you know (laughs) (laughs) I knew it was going to come the second I walked in here (laughs) yeah I like that it was on the last question so (laughs) I'm excited I'm excited for the next one already
0: okay thanks again Logan
1: thank you thank you everyone for listening yeah
0: thanks for your time everyone and we wish you a beautiful day go out and make your goals happen